Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again. Bread and Circus is a podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? Pretty good. It's been a while, man. I don't feel like I have seen you in a month and a half. It's worse than COVID. Lockdown. And here we are remote again. Yeah. So I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm just getting over some bad chest congestion. So if I have to cough, I'm going to do my best to not do it in the phone. So. Okay. But uh, yeah, for the last uh, week and a half, I've had this like probably even maybe a little pneumonia thing. So, you know, you do the wheezing when you're laying down, you can hear it. So, well, but I had nothing to... else. So I didn't go into the doctor so they could just tell me, Oh, you might have pneumonia. I, I had adult whooping cough twice when I was really? in my, I think my late twenties, early thirties. Um, now was adult whooping cough when you, instead of just coughing, you swear or you say inappropriate things. <laughs> Is that adult whooping <laughs> that's, cough? That's part of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think uh, I think um, um, uh, elderly whooping cough would probably probably sh- be shitting and pissing yourself when you cough. And you go, I'm dying. So <laughs> I'm coming to you, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those that don't get that yeah. reference, <laughs> elderly elderly people will know that reference. Yeah, they will, and so do we. So, all right, um, I want to talk some about Scott Adams. I know this is a little old, but we didn't record last week. So, um, you know, Scott Adams came out and said, and people, again, they just, they're doing the same thing to him that they did Trump with the very fine people thing. Yeah. They're not taking the entirety of his clip where Scott Adams, for those who've been living under a rock and don't know, basically said black feet or white people should just stay the hell away from black people. And of course, all the black people were like, oh, my God, what a racist, blah, 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 blah. And what it really was, was him saying, you know, you do all of this stuff and no matter what you do, good or or indifferent, you get labeled as a bad person. And he basically said there's no advantage to trying to help black people because it always backfires on you. No matter what you do, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, you're a racist or you're a bigot or it doesn't matter what you do. He said, so my advice would be just get the fuck away. It's based on a survey, a Rasmussen poll that said, is it okay to be white? And between the people who said no and the people who are like, I don't know or unsure, it was about 50%. And he said, there's not any fixing this. If half of the black people think that you as a white person, it's not okay to just be white. He's like, we got to get away. Well, it's that whole thing where the left was talking about, uh, is it okay to punch a Nazi? Of course it is. If you could, if you could murder Hitler, if you could go back in time and murder baby Hitler, you'd murder baby Hitler. If you, if you, if a guy says a Nazi, you can punch a Nazi because all that Nazis uh, do is they, they uh, plot, plot to murder minorities. And Jews. Well, and Jews again, you as a virtuous, uh, unassailable person, 
can do whatever you'd like because you're good. Yeah. You know, you're an ally. So in that, so the reason I bring that up is because that, that, ju- you know, justifies in their mind, any set of violence and all they have to do is label somebody a Nazi. Well, with, with, uh, saying it's not okay to be white, you're, you're ascribing something to somebody based on what they look like. So not even on, you know, what their actions or their thoughts. So you could be wrong, you know, by, by saying, you know, I believe that person's a Nazi, even though they haven't said anything, you know, uh, out of Mein Kampf <laughs> quoted it, quoted Hitler or anything. But, um, and you know, there's a chance of them being wrong, but you're not wrong if you single out somebody for being white because damn it, they're white. You can't deny it. You know, yeah. there's, there's no, there's no squish. There's no wiggle room in that. You're white or you're not. And so, uh, if, if it's okay to punch a Nazi and it's not okay to be white, then it's okay to punch white people. And by punching, I mean, stabbing and killing and whatever the hell else you want to do just to, you know, to stop this epidemic scourge plague of whiteness. Yeah. And so his point was, you're not going to win no matter what you do. You're going to, you're going to be a bad person in their eyes. He's like, so just get the fuck away. Yeah. Quote him. And, uh, he says, look, you know, Don Lemon said the same thing. Don Lemon said when I lived in a mostly black neighborhood, it was trashed. And when I lived in a nice, in a white neighborhood, it was mostly nice. So he's like, black people, hey, do better, you know. So Scott Adams has that. All these papers cancel his uh, Dilbert cartoon. And, um, you know, he's got enough money, so he'll be okay. But uh, and some people thought he was, you know, he's a trained hypnotist so he might be trying some angle on this maybe he is but what frustrated me is just the other day um, robin d'angelo who wrote the book white fragility which is a piece of shit book if you've ever read it it basically is a woman who is a white woman who's racist telling everybody else they must be more racist because she's a good person and because she's racist and you're not as good as her you're way racist yeah you know, She's that's so virtuous, basically yeah. that book in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, and that your existence when you speak out around black people is like violence and you're a danger to them. That's her book. OK, so if you ever are told to read it, just play this back. That'll tell you what it was. So anyway, she comes out just the other day and says, well, black people should get the heck away from white people. And everyone's like, not everyone. She's taking some shit for it, but. People are like, yeah, that's good advice right there. And this strikes me as, you know, the, and this happens more with women than guys. So I'm being general. You get a woman who wants to break up with a guy. She's telling her girlfriends, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. He's no good, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to dump him. And then the guy dumps her. And she's like, how dare you? You know, you can't dump me. You can't fire me. You know, I'm firing. I'm quitting, you know? Well, and. I just I'm done pointing out hypocrisy to the left because I don't I they don't care. And I put this on the bread and circuses Facebook page. It's because they have they have talking points where the principles should be, you know, well, look, here's what it matters that the uh, the they're talking about, again, doing um, uh, separate graduation ceremonies at high schools. Um, you know, they have a separate Latino, separate black, separate gay uh, you know, uh, queer community graduations. They want, they want to separate the, the leftist Marxist wants us separated. And if you're going along with that and pe- white people go, yeah, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to separate. You, you can't be all butthurt about it. 
you know? And if someone white says, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can go for that. I can separate. And there's a South African community that was set up when apartheid was, um, demolished, was, was, um, deconstructed and mm-hmm. apartheid was, you know, the, uh, minority of whites were in control of the country. Um, it was, it was, um, it wasn't a good situation for black people. <laughs> I mean, no, it wasn't. And, uh, so it was, it was rightly demolished or, or set apart, but, um, there was a, a decent group of white people that saw the writing on the wall and they go, yeah, we know what's going to happen. It's going to be retaliation time. And they go, we're going to set up our own community, our own basically city. And you know, you, you got to be a white guy to be in or a white family or whatever to be here. And the blacks can have the rest of the country. And they were allowed to do it and they set it up and guess what happened? What? It's pro it's prosperous. There's very little crime. <laughs> it's prosperous. It's doing well. And the rest of the country is kind of in shit. Well, and I don't even know if it's, I mean, for me, it's not, it's not black people. It's, it's an activist mindset. Right. But the problem when you it's say that, that you can't separate at this point, the, the, the black community from that mindset, because, you know, 98, what is a monolithic group when it comes to voting for Democrat, it's, um, you have to, it is a cultural thing. It's, it's a monolithic mindset. Um, that's cultural, that that's deeply ingrained culturally. So yeah, it's not racial because there's plenty of decent black people. There's plenty of shitty white people. It's not, it's not ingrained racially, but it is cultural. And I don't know. I don't know um, how you break through. There's black people like Brandon Tatum and, um, the Hodge twins and, uh, you know, many, many other, conservative uh, Candace Owens that, you know, they're like, Hey, we need to change our culture. And, but they're on the outside trying to do it. And like, as soon as they decide we want to do something about this, they're pushed to the outside and, and, uh, and relegated to an area where they're not influential with the black community anymore. Well, isn't it funny though, that the three examples you mentioned were all, they all consider themselves liberals at some point. Yeah. Like yep. Candace Owens makes a big deal about how she, came out to her parents as conservative and they're like, Oh my gosh, we were hoping you were gay. You know I mean? Something like well, it's that. It's the same with Brandon Tatum. He said he fell for all that, uh, hate whitey stuff and how the man's keeping it down. Well, there's a YouTube channel I came across. Um, I can't, I don't know if it's the Cartier or Cartier family. It's five younger black guys who are looking into all this stuff. Like Thomas Sowell explains the myth of slavery. Uh, Brandon Tatum goes through, the Scott Adams video. And it's very interesting to see these guys sort of, you know, the the soul was talking about, it's not, it's not race that determines anything. It's culture. If your culture is terrible and he goes back um, to his uh, Southern rednecks book where he talks about, you know, the people who grew up um, under white slavers from the South versus white slavers from the from the Caribbean have a totally different approach. And he says, you know, all that stuff we consider to be sort of black language that acts you and, you know, um, just the sort of Ebonics kind of stuff all really comes from a certain part of England where those guys settled in the south of the United States. Whereas People who grew up in the Caribbean, even though families, again, from slave, slaveholding families, don't speak like that. They don't have 
the issues like that. They don't have this black culture of, you know, um, sort of what's the word I'm looking for? Um, grievance, you know, that they, that they prosper. And so he says, it really is the culture around. And so these guys are listening to this going, Oh my gosh, you know, that that's how, that's how, you know, we come across this black culture that they admit sort of holds them down. Yeah. And he gets into all the myths about, you know, Alex Haley, uh, who wrote Roots, and everybody thinks, you know, white slavers ran into the interior of Africa and chased down all these black people and blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, that's not how it works. You had bigger tr- bigger tribes, like the Maasai, for example, who terrorized all these smaller tribes, took them prisoners, sold them to whites, Yeah, you know. And uh, he says, Alex Haley even admits, and he quoted him, it was like, I wanted to give my people a myth to hang on to. And these guys are like, what? They're like, we were lied to. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, you were. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's really interesting to watch their videos. These, you know, five guys sort of discussing, I think they're younger, maybe college age. Um, So, and they're probably liberal, but they're really open to a lot of stuff. They're watching a Ben Shapiro video. And one of the guys said, yeah, I, I was reading Ben Shapiro's answers on Twitter to stuff. And he said, God, what an asshole. But then he, they saw the facts don't care about your feelings line. And they're like, yeah, well, that's truth. And one of the guys goes, I'm a Ben Shapiro fan. I got to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, it really is a culture thing. But it is it is interesting to see these guys sort of waking up to things that they've been but, that but they've been lied to about when people when, when we say it's a culture thing and it's not race, but you still have to say, OK, but you can't fix it without you know, talking or getting inroads into the black community at this point, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, there's certainly, there's certainly a part of, and there, you have this in, uh, you know, white culture and like the Appalachians, all the drug addled stuff out there in, you know, like West Virginia, but you have it in the black culture too, this See, part the, that the, sort of tears down people who want to get ahead. But the only problem I have with that comparison right now in, in today's day and age is we're not seeing video after video after video of white Appalachians treating black people like shit or beating them or calling them names and all that. You're seeing all you're seeing is is video after video video of black people doing it to whites and and other you know Asians and Jews. Yeah. And getting away with it. Like, you don't see it the other way around anymore at this point which 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 reminds me speaking of there is a video out of just came out um this is on twitter uh joel barry uh, tweeted this he goes congratulations robin d'angelo and ibram x kendi you did it and he puts a little black fist icon and it's a subway train in new york city a young white couple is sitting on the subway train with a child um, on the seat between them and then standing across them is a black guy looks to be you know late 20s early 30s um he's just just going on a rant about how they're inferior whites you know white gorillas disgusting and how he's superior and the black uh, he's a black um american black so he's above them and it's all this just vile you know if it were on the and it sounds almost like a spoken word diatribe that he's practiced you know because he mm-hmm. uses a bunch of bunch of three dollar words, like a little like a like a Mike Tyson style, you know, just throwing in these these words. Um, 
uh, how, you know, they're degenerate and they're racial. Just you guys are degenerate uh, snow monkeys, basically, is what he's doing. Right. And people are just yeah. sitting there watching him like the white couple's trying to ignore him. And as soon as the uh, the husband um, kind of looks at him and the, the wife's like, no, no, don't do anything. And this guy's like, what you looking at, white bitch? And that kind of stuff. So it's like, um, this is the only thing you're ever seeing nowadays. You're not seeing if this happened opposite. There was a white guy standing there berating a black couple. The Internet would go fucking crazy and they would track this guy down. They'd ruin his fucking life and he'd probably be arrested. Yeah. Whereas, whereas this guy, no peep. Nobody knows who he is or where he's from or or nobody's it, it has any interest in finding out because, you know, this is a day in the life at this point. You know? Yeah, and I think this is what, you know, Scott Adams is talking about. He's like, just get away. Just, you know, because it's not going to end well. Yeah. You know, either this guy is going to do something or the white guy's going to do something and he's going to be vilified for it or he's going to say something but just just walk away. Yeah. Just walk away, just move to Wyoming, you know, whatever. I mean I think I I think well in this uh Cartier family video and I hope I'm pronouncing it right, one of them one of the guys even says he goes, "Man, I think this is making all this stuff is making people or white people more racist." And it is. Yeah. You know? Or it, I might not have said it that way. He goes, but you know, it's making them hate black people or something like that. Yes, it is. It, yeah. it, you're definitely seeing that. And I see that in people I know who say, you know, I never used to think about race until everybody made race a thing that you always have to talk about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you see this stuff and you're just, it, and this could be the minority of what's going on, but it's what you see and it just reinforces what you believe. Yeah. Yep. Well, so I just looked it up. The The name of that um, town in South Africa, it's called Orania. And uh, it's in the heart of South Africa's Northern Cape. And there's an article by some guy from BBC News, Pumza Falini, who's talking about how he spent a few days there in 1991. Or no, no, it was established in 1991. Um, and he spent a few days there some years ago. And he goes... Uh, at the time, he did not see other black people in the town of a thousand. That's when it first started, I guess. Um, it's an Afrikaner only town where Afrikaans, it's A F R I K A A N S. I think Afrikaners are, are white South Africans. I mean, I mean that's. If, if, a, if a black group of people did this in a, in a mostly white country and decided, hey, we just, we, we, we're tired of it. We don't want to be around them and we want our own little area and we want to prosper there, I'd be like, yeah, sounds cool. I don't have a problem with that. I don't, I don't see any issue with that. You're not, you're not doing any harm to the population that you're trying to separate yourself from. Yeah. So. No, it's, and now you're starting to see a lot of, you know, sort of black revenge videos where they get people just running around and hitting white people and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bad. And again, it's not all black people, you know, this is like you said, it's not a race thing. It's a culture thing. You know, you certainly wouldn't put, uh, um, oh, who's he ran for, uh, ran for president. He was in, uh, Ben Carson. Wouldn't put Ben Carson in that category. Well, supposedly you know, ben, ben, Carson, like, ben Carson says he tried to stab his mother. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> yeah. he got his shit figured out, went to school and became a pediatric brain surgeon, you know? Yeah. 
Well, so, the, the whole thing is, is you're just, you're just creating you're, the whole, it's just creating animosity for people to fight to in group, to fight amongst each other instead of being kind of together and noticing, Hey, you know, the government is shitty. You know, we need to do something about the government. No, we need to fight amongst ourselves. And that that's kind of a, a Marxist kind of thing. It's like, keep the, keep them, keep us occupied fighting, you know, the, the fight right in front of you instead of the big fight. You know? Well, and what it does really is, you know, you may see a person of another race at some point, like for us, we might see black people. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot you. I still identify as a female lesbian, black lesbian, mm -hmm. but, uh, but uh, so someone like me, I may see a black person and I'm talking to them and they don't think anything of it. And if they said something like, uh, you know, I was thinking about this reparations thing. It may not be a bad idea. And the first thing that that would do was that would bring up every negative stereotype that I've had crammed into my brain over the last five years, mm -hmm. you know, and you just be like, oh, my God, you're one of these, mm -hmm. you know, and you wouldn't even want to hear their their argument. You know, because you'd be like, I know where this is going. And you may not know where it's going, but all of a sudden that person embodies everything that you don't like. Well, it's just like you see a a, a, a doughy, blue-haired 20-something-year-old. Uh, you're gonna... with, a, with a nose ring, like a bull that you'd put in a bull to stop him from grazing. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. I'm in a, we're in a, me and you are in a city that is full of them. It's teeming with them, with the blue hairs. Yeah. And we're in Minneapolis. It's, it's, it's one of the most liberal cities. And, uh, you know, we're maybe a few years away from San Francisco in, in terms of, uh, how shitty it can get here. But, um, we see the blue hairs everywhere. We see the libs everywhere. And I don't automatically go, that's a, that's a bad person. That's not my first thought, but it won't take much once they open their fucking mouth. Like you said, for me to go, ugh, and roll my eyes and go, here we go. Well, there's a, there's a town over here, um, Brooklyn center. Maybe it's Brooklyn Park. They're right next to each other. They, um, their Walmart is moving out. It's, uh, and so there won't be a big box store like that for the residents who live around there. Now, it's not very far to neighboring towns for their stuff, but basically the one that's in their town moved out, and they moved out because there's too much theft. They're like, we just, we can't deal with it. So they bailed. And then you start going through the list of stuff in that neighborhood that's left, you know, big box stores because of the same kind of thing. And a lot of people in that community, which has a high percentage of black people start saying, Hey, you know, we don't have a drug store. We don't have a grocery store. We don't have this. And you're right. And I feel bad for you, but then do something about the people in your community who are screwing it up for you. Yeah. You know, instead of blaming someone else, you know, I mean, we love to talk, black people love to talk about how it's always white people who shoot up schools and all that stuff. Okay, maybe it is. Statistically, fair enough. But how come every time you see one of these looting videos, what color are the people doing that? Yeah, you can't you know? point that out? Yeah, well, no, you can't because then you're a bigot. My point is, and there are white people who loot stuff. Oh, yeah. You know? But, well, and, and just think about uh, Kyle Rittenhouse when he, when he shot three, three people. And they, they were trying to say that well, he murdered three black people. That was the narrative for quite a while there, even though it yeah. turns out they're all white and they're all degenerate pieces of shit. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, well, I want to, I want to move on to another thing that's been kind of passed over in the news. Um, you know, with all these banking collapses and everything, 
Um, <clears throat> there, uh, and a lot of those are from woke politics and bad investments that those banks made. But, uh, you know, the Biden administration just had a chance to pass this ESG law that you're hearing about. And they're making it sound like Biden got up there and stumbled through his old man uh, speech about how this was protecting people's retirements and everything. And so for people who don't understand what it is, you're basically, as a fiduciary, a person who invests other people's money, you're required to, you by law, to do the best you possibly can with that money. In other words, if you believe one company is going to give them a 10% return, but you like this other company, that'll give them a 5% return. You're sort of compelled by law to invest in, uh, you know, the highest possible return. You know, it leads a lot of leeway for, you know, certainly being, you know, wrong because it can happen. Yeah. But so what the Biden administration wants to do is they want to make it so these companies can go by or these uh, fiduciaries can go by someone's ESG score. They can say, you know what, I know that uh, Enterprise um, would be a great company to invest in because they have a high dividend return or whatever. But they, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a, it's a gas and fossil fuel company. So um, we're going to invest your um money in Brookfield renewable or something like that. And, uh, you know, you as a person who's got your money in there can go, well, Hey, wait a second. I told you, I wanted you to get the best return. And they're just like, yeah, but we think this is a company that's better for the planet. Now there are certainly funds you can get in that will do that for you. If that's important to you. But now those companies can just basically invest in whatever they want. Hmm. Um, and so they passed a bipartisan law. Um, it snuck through the House by about a margin of 10 or so people, but it snuck through the Senate right now even by a margin of 4 or 5, which was significant given where it is, and Biden vetoed it. Hmm. And he comes right out and says, no, this is protecting people's money. No, it's not. You fucking liar. Um this administration has no idea what it's doing. None. Well, Zero. Well, wait, wait, everything wait. Everything is everything is about woke political bullshit. Rooster. According to Karine Jean-Pierre, quote, the banking system is resilient. A lot of that is because of the work that this president has done. What do you say to that? She is she is the dumbest person to ever hold that job. Yeah. The dumbest person. Yeah. I, you know. I made fun of Jen Psaki many a times with her Peter, Peter, Peter <laughs> stuff. But Jen Psaki is an intelligent person. She can string a sentence together. She can answer a question looking you in the eye instead of looking down to read it off a fucking piece of paper. Yeah. You know, Corrine Jean-Pierre is stupid. And I would say, yes, I would say that if she's white too, you know. Because everybody's yep. going to be, oh, it's because she's the black name of, and uh, lesbian. What was the name of Trump's um, final? Um, Kaylee McEnany? Yeah, McEnany would come in with a big binder book full of stuff, but it wasn't talking points. It was just facts. It was it was the thing she needed to back up what she was saying. So she didn't have to read off of it like a script saying, wait, wait, what's your question? Here's my talking point. It was, okay, yeah, I've got an answer for that. Here's the stats. You know, like that's what she was doing. 
but but Pierre Jean Pierre, when she gets out there, it's like, uh, here's my talking points. Where can I find the answer to this question that I don't know how to answer? Well, and she'll say stupid things like, "Well, this administration's doing the work." Well, what work are you doing? I just said it. The I just work. said we were doing the work. You didn't say what work you did. Uh, I've said it twice now. Yeah, doing no. the work. It's T H A by the way. The work. Yeah. Not. Yeah. yeah. She's so stupid. But the bite. This whole administration. There are very stupid people running it, and I don't mean that because I disagree with them. I mean they're legitimately dumb. And the reason they are dumb is the major qualifications they've been hired on is how woke they are. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg couldn't run a city in Indiana, and now he's in charge of the transportation system. And it shows that he has no idea what he's doing. You know? Yeah. And it's he's in there because he's gay. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not, that's not my opinion. That's the Biden administration coming right out and saying, look, first uh, first judge we got to put on here has got to be a black woman. I mean, I'm not saying that Katanji Brown can't do the job. I don't know. But I'm, if that's the first qualification you're going for, we got a problem here. Mm -hmm. And so this ESG thing where they're saying, no, no, this is good for you. And there's a half the country that goes, yeah, well, Biden said it from, you know, his lips to God's ears. And there's another big chunk of the country that goes, I don't even know what this means. And I don't want to take the 30 seconds it takes to look into and find it out. So basically what they're saying is Congress wanted to codify this law and say, you can't invest based on your, as a fiduciary, based on your personal feelings you are required by law to do the best you can for your client with their money. And they wanted to make it a law. And Biden said, nah, not doing it. And by the way, it's for your own good. Yeah. And that was good enough for half the country. Yeah. You know, this is insane. Oh, yeah. It's just, there's upside down, man. We don't, yeah. we don't have serious people running anything. It seems like. I mean, we've well, got we've got DeSantis running Florida, and that's and we've got a couple governors running states, uh, you know, um, South Dakota and uh, what's you know uh, Texas, I guess. But within within yeah, but I mean, Greg Abbott. Even I feel like if there was no Ron DeSantis, then Greg Abbott wouldn't be worth. Yeah, he'd, worth, be, he'd uh, be the he'd be the go along to get along Republican. That that's that's who he would be. And uh, there's a lot of shitty fucking cities in Texas that are doing a bunch of bullshit too. So it's it's not like he's running the whole state and and setting an example for the whole for the whole state. He's just doing what he can as governor, but nobody really is following his lead in the in the cities. That's for sure in the in the woke cities. Yeah, uh, Florida, on the other hand, is going from per from possibly somewhat purple to a very red state. Well, I just saw um, an article that said uh, there's a lot of leftists that are very terrified that Iowa's becoming uh, North Florida that you know they've got constitutional carry and um, you know they're putting all these policies like Florida has in place and they're just like oh my god it's spreading yeah, yeah. guess what it's more than half the country yeah. who's just like just leave me alone let me do my thing yep. you know uh, there was a, there's a great uh, 
one of the sites I follow on with our Facebook page is like, um, there's a lot of libertarian stuff that comes up in there. And it was something like uh, libertarians who want to rule the world and uh, leave you the hell alone. <laughs> something like that. I mean, okay. they basically want to take over the world and mind their own business. You know, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's everybody's got to be an aggrieved party now. You know, it's yeah. like, I can't get this because, you know, so-and-so is doing something else. And uh, I did post a, uh, a Lisa Simpson meme on the Facebook page about, uh, you know, none of your problems are because someone's a billionaire. And one of our listeners did point out, what about George Soros? And I was like, okay, touche, but still <laughs> for the most part, yeah. you're just because Mark Cuban's got a lot of money doesn't mean that your life is terrible. Yeah. People that are, that are focused on just making more money and making more widgets for people that, that people want, um, they aren't the problem. It's the ones that become to the come to the point where they're they're so wealthy or so rich that they have to try to come make a cause or, or get involved in a cause or like Soros and some of these people try to live forever somehow. You know, like either through either through making a name for themselves to you know to go down in history as this important person or literally trying to figure out how to extend their lives by you know uh, you know I don't know creating anti-aging you know injecting themselves with the blood of innocence well i didn't want to go that far but you know the adrenochrome <laughs> you know and all that kind of stuff yeah but no, uh, I... even, even even the ones that if you don't follow the conspiracy where where they're you know taking children's blood and adrenochrome and all that kind of stuff if you don't go that far they still are admitting that they're trying to figure out how to live beyond you know uh natural age or, or live forever they're trying actively trying to even jared kushner said that and he's uh he's you know trump ivanka no not ivanka yeah ivanka's husband yeah ivanka his uh, trump's daughter's husband jared kushner is one of these guys that's like yeah well, there's going to be technology and there's going to be uh these breakthroughs that are gonna make us live pretty much forever and i'm like yeah we're not meant to so stop fucking chasing that because it's fucking evil so, yeah. I mean, it really well, is. If I mean, you want to extend your life, if you want to extend the human human's life and, and quality, I, I'd rather actually just make everybody's quality of life up to 80 be like great, as opposed to trying to extend your life to 120 and be like, you know, hobbling around, like looking like Joe Biden for 40 years. I, <laughs> you know, I would rather have your quality of life be, be really good up to 80 something and that that's pretty much your your expectancy instead of being 120 years old but the last 40 years of your life you're a fucking drooling vegetable hey don't make fun of biden's health he can run up the stairs with the best of them mm, you know okay i've seen video uh, that prove that other prove otherwise multiple videos he's uh, a picture of fitness yeah. you know i mean he can fall off a bike and get back up and fall off it again mm -hmm. i mean how many other people can do that? You fall off a bike, you might get hurt. Not him. He gets right back at it. Yeah. Listen, you fall off the bike with the best of them. Listen, fat. You uh, yeah. <laughs> just don't know what you're talking about. You dog know. face pony, just, pony soldier. I keep thinking of that. I keep thinking of that one where he's uh, getting in the face of that auto worker, I think, in Detroit <laughs> over the Second Amendment mm -hmm. stuff. And someone's like, okay, we're going. And he's like, no, no, no. And he just gets in that guy's face and he's like, you know, you think you're so tough kind of thing. And I was like, man, if you didn't have secret service around you and stuff and this, you'd get knocked on your ass, mm -hmm. you know, 
And I, I keep thinking of this uh, <clears throat> Joe Rogan clip where, you know, um, his buddy, buddy Brian, um, God, what's his name? Brian Callen. Hmm. Um, he's, uh, he's on, you'd recognize him. You know, he's an actor in a bunch of shows. <clears throat> anyway, he was talking super tough on this. I would do this and blah, blah, blah. And Joe says, look, you need more friends who'll check you on that stuff. And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, um, yeah, you can't just go around saying you're going to kick everybody's ass. He goes, cause you can't. <laughs> and, uh, you need friends who are like going, no, you look, you can't do that kind of thing. And yeah. he goes, you've never had a friend check you on that and uh, just say, oh, you're full of shit. And uh, that's when you get someone like Biden, who's had a life of political privilege and been able to do just whatever they want. They really start thinking real highly of themselves because they've never had to be tested that way. Yeah. You know? Yep. So he's never had a situation since he's been 30 years old. Where if he ran his mouth, he was worried about someone knocking his front teeth out, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like the Mike Tyson quote that goes around. I don't know if he actually said it, but he said, social media has made it so you can say whatever you want and not worry about getting punched in the mouth. Mm -hmm. So yep. anyway, but yeah, so that's what that CSG stuff is. It's just, it's one of those things that they're just flat out lying about. So, yep. um, I'd also talk to, I'd like to talk a little bit about not really the details of it, <clears throat> but this whole issue with Trump and this lawsuit or this uh, criminal investigation. Yeah, you know, the, the DA, the, the Manhattan DA that supposedly was going to uh, book him and have him fingerprinted and mugshot, or mug, mugshotted, I should say. Yeah. Perp, and perp walked. Everybody wants to talk about, you know, who this is a win for, if it's a win for Trump or this DA or whatever. And, I guess I'm kind of asking myself through this whole thing. Are you just getting sick of Trump at this point? Who? I mean, just everybody. Yeah. I mean, are you? Cause I, I kind of am. I'm no, sort of over this whole, I wouldn't go you know, so far as to say I'm sick of Trump. I, I would, I, I absolutely would want him president right now as a, a, over, over Biden. And I also, I would want him if it if if he were the candidate, I would I would wholeheartedly want him to get another four years. But I agree with all of that stuff. So I would want I him if, over Biden right now. I wouldn't go as I would far think, as to say I'm sick of him though. Yeah, I just I'm I'm tired of this this show and I want to change the channel. I, I, I'm a little I'm a little annoyed <clears throat> by his tweet. Was it was it on Truth Social? I think it was Truth Social. He put this out, but then obviously people posted on Twitter when he found out that uh, that the man, the DA uh, uh, Manhattan DA was planning on on doing this. It leaked that they were planning on arresting him on Tuesday, which never happened, as far as I know. It's Wednesday as we as we record this. Um, but he tweeted out, "Hey." everybody this is uh you know I'm, not, I'm paraphrasing uh this this is wrong and and you, you need to protest 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 and i'm like that just you know after january 6th what happened where he had these agent provocateurs and feds and everybody riling people up and and trying to get people to 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 go from protest to riot to have trump just say it that way it's just, it seems irresponsible. Well, it does, but <clears throat> I guess, and again, I will say 
I would rather have Trump than Biden as president. And if Trump was the nominee in the next uh, election, I would vote for him. But I am kind of tired of him. Um, and this whole thing about how it would leaked that he was going to be arrested. Do we really even know that at this point? Is that true? Well, I just, I don't know. And I think, but I think the response from the left kind of makes you think it is true that at least that was their plan. <clears throat> um, so it's not like something he's making, he's ginning up as far as I, as far as I know. But, um, I, I, like I said, I just want to go back to his, his protest, protest, protest tweet. It's like. He could have said, hey, even even what he what he said on January 6th is like, you know, go make your voices heard and peacefully protest. I mean, if at least just couch it. And I, we, I get it. We're not as Trump supporters aren't going to like start, you know, carrying torches and burning shit down and breaking windows and stuff. We're not going to do that. But what that does with that, with that, what he's saying is you can have the same shit happen where agent, you know, like I said, agent provocateurs or feds or whatever, get in there or leftists that are, you know, slapping on the mega hats, get into New York City and start fucking shit up. And they go, hey, look, just Trump just told them his followers to do that. And look what they're doing. And it would run on every fucking mainstream media. And it would it would just be the same kind of bullshit that we had from January 6th, the, the, the dog and pony show that the Democrats and it would work. It would work. It would turn people against Trump supporters and cause a cause of a huge problem for us. Or you could have some, you know, pipeline workers who, you know, whose marriage is falling apart and their kids are mad at them and um, they've just had it and they could show up and do all that stuff, too. I mean, it's just it's not good, you know, but I guess my point is I I don't I'm just tired of this whole thing of his. I don't know if it's even true that they were going to arrest him. And yeah. if you if you start looking into the guts of this thing, apparently that grand jury that um was going to indict him meets on mondays wednesdays and fridays so they're saying it's unlikely that they would have done this on a tuesday so and i i look at the truth is somewhere in between all the time i mean it may have leaked that they were going to do it but it wasn't necessarily that day and i just kind of get I mean, sick it, of this stuff because now now everybody's giving desantis shit because you know, they said, well, you know, DeSantis didn't say he wouldn't stop him from extraditing him. And I, you know, I hear Tim Poole saying, he goes, man, DeSantis is wussing out because he should say, absolutely not. This is a political persecution. I won't have any part of it. And I'm like, maybe, but I mean, this is the guy who's running around talking shit about you and now you're supposed to save him. Yeah. But even that, I think you're right. I think DeSantis <laughs> is smart enough to go, you know, if it, if it come, becomes reality, I'll act. I'm not going to, I'm not going to weigh in on speculation because it's going to make me look stupid if, if all this turns out to be a, a ploy by Trump to, you know, to gin up uh, outrage, you know? Yeah. And I don't think it is. Honestly, I don't, but you never know, you know, <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, Trump's a, he's, he's a fucking loose cannon so, somewhat. And so you don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, but yeah, and I guess, I guess that's what I'm saying. That's the part I'm getting sick and tired of, you yeah. know? Well, even the Mexican president uh, said that, you know, about this, the possible indictment. He said, uh, hey, you know, hey, this is obvious if this happens, that this is to prevent him from running for reelection because the former president of of Mexico was, is on good, was on good terms with Trump and thought that, you know, that, you know, another four years of Trump would have been good for Mexico. Yeah, well, and this is what's wrong with uh, the 24 hour news cycle. There's twenty. There's a twenty-four hour news cycle, and there's about three hours of news a day. Yeah. 
And so they sit there and spin this thing out, you know, oh, what would happen if Trump was arrested? Well, it would be a good thing because of this. No, it would be a bad thing because of that. And, you know, it it may never even happen. And they spend how much time and energy getting each other, both sides worked up about it, about something that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know? I mean, if this guy, I've heard everything from if, uh, I think it's Bragg, um, the district attorney, if he can pull this off, suddenly he can be governor of New York. Um, and I've heard the other side, if he doesn't pull this off, this is a career ender for him, you know? And so I've heard the, how this is on dubious legal grounds. And I've heard that mostly from the right and the argument they made made sense, but I'm just like, I'm just so tired of this stuff, you know? I mean, and we as a country get distracted from this shit or with this shit from like, you know, everybody's like, oh, uh, Russia and China are meeting, and uh, that's bad for the U.S. But one of the things that's coming out of that is China's sort of trying to broker a peace deal. Yeah, which should have happened a long fucking time ago. And well, not, and, not with know, China brokering it either, with, with uh, European nations brokering it. Yeah, and Buck Sexton said this really well. He goes, there's not a single war that just ends. He goes, they end when one side starts to sort of say, okay, we got to make a deal here. And they work on a deal and he goes, it never goes back to the way it was. Nope. It never is. And so he says, we're talking about, you know, Biden's jumping in and saying, no, no peace deal until uh, they get all their land back. Well, that that's not going to happen. You know, either we're not going to reset to zero here. Um, Either these, uh, and I don't know the, geography of ukraine well enough but i keep hearing like the donbass region is pro russia and yeah there's a lot of um, ethnic russians i mean obviously in that yeah and so it's been illegally annexed but those people want to be russian and so i don't know it's just you know it's no different than you know when the united states uh fought with uh england there were tories here who wanted to stay with england you know i mean there are German people from the United States who went to fight on the side of Germany in World War II because they thought that was the right thing to do. There's always going to be that stuff. And so now we've got Zelensky sitting here saying, no, not only do we get everything back, but we want to Crimea back, too. I mean, he's wanting to go back eight, nine, ten years on this stuff. These things aren't going to happen. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we should be paying some attention to that stuff because it really does affect us. And instead, Trump's doing this whole, I could get arrested on Tuesday, and everybody goes and puts eyeballs in that. And I guess I'm just, I'm tired of that stuff. I'm just, I'm tired of it. I just think it's, it's more distraction and dog and pony show. And I'm just, but did you see even Chappelle, or was it Dave Chappelle? No, was it Chris Rock? Because he's doing a comedy thing right now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Was it Chappelle or Chris Rock? That uh, he had, Nancy Pelosi was in the uh, audience. And he brought this this whole thing. It was Chris Rock. So Nancy Pelosi was in the audience at one of Chris Rock's like shows that's going on right now. And he goes, his quote was like, are you guys really going to arrest Trump? Do you know that's the only thing that'll make him more popular at this point? <laughs> so even, you know, even the left believes this is something that they're going to do or that they want to do. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, but the fact that it didn't, didn't happen on Tuesday is like, eh, yeah. I, I don't know what to believe anymore, honestly. And the way the way it's going with deep fake and all that shit, we're 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 pretty close to never knowing really what's really happening and what's true and what's not true. <laughs> you know? 
I know. That's good. It's, that's that's that's, so that's actually very scary. Um, yeah. But you were talking about DeSantis, or I don't know if we were, but let's talk about DeSantis because he actually supposedly was on Pierce Morgan, and it's going to air, I think, tomorrow night on Fox Nation. So there's a lot of quotes that got out about finally DeSantis is responding to kind of the attacks that Trump has been leveling against him. Did you hear about okay. this? Um, no. So one of the things he said, uh, um, well, if they they asked he asked if he was running for president, he said, "Stay tuned. I have what it takes to be president, and I could beat Biden." Which sounds, you know, that's that's not against Trump. That's just true. Um, but they asked him what the difference between him and Trump was. And he goes, well, I think there's a few things. The approach to COVID was different. I would have fired somebody like Fauci. I think he got, his, he got way too big for his britches. And I think he did a lot of damage, which is true, you know? And as a matter of fact, didn't Trump give Fauci a fucking medal or some shit before, before he left office? I'm almost I, sure of it. I don't know. Um, and then they asked him about Trump's drama and he goes, the way we run the government, I think is no daily drama focus on the big picture put points on the board and i think that's something that's very important which doesn't isn't really attacking trump people are trying to say well he really went after trump that's not going against trump um you, you know he's not going to sit there and go say anything like out of bounds like if if it turns out that he runs against trump i i don't even think he's going to say anything that's like oh shit gloves are off i think he's he's just going to point out the obvious and, yeah, and people are gonna be like, "Yeah, he's not wrong," and it's not gonna be like so much as an attack, just like reminding people, "Hey, you know, he pushed the vaccine, he didn't fire Fauci," and everybody's like, "Yeah, you're right, he got the he did a bump stock ban, you know, he he did uh, unilateral stuff that didn't hold and that was kind of pointless and and was able to be overturned overturned by the next administration instead of trying to get people to actually vote on something." And, and, and getting yeah. support. So he can say all that and he could be right about it. And people will say, well, that's an attack. No, it's not. It's a guy trying to win the nom nomination. And if he loses, guess what he's going to do? He's going to support Trump. Like he's not going to yeah. support the Democrat. He's not going to support fucking Biden or, or Kamala, whoever's running. Yeah. So. Well, I still like DeSantis and I, I still am starting to wish that Trump would just step aside. And... I, I do. I honestly like, like when it comes down to it, what's, what's, my dream right now for the next one it's well not, not my pipe dream but what i think should happen is trump should just go you know what i'm done with this show with this fucking daily bullshit and uh i want somebody that's going to beat joe and that can move the move the nation forward for eight straight years i'm going to back desantis that's what i would love to see um yeah but on the other hand my pipe dream is that you know, fuck it. Trump wins because he actually should be president right now because of all the fucking fraud and bullshit that happened. And I just want to stick it back to the Democrats and go, fuck you. He's back for another four years. Like we said, he was like, he's like, we said we were going to get with him and we should have got, you know, so it's kind of a, you know, my, my emotions go, fuck you. I want Trump, but my brain goes, yeah, DeSantis. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. So, so. Well, I think we're coming up on time here. We are. We are. And I, I, uh, I was planning on getting this out right away, but uh, I got some editing to do. All right. <laughs> so I got to get to it. All right. Well, uh, if you want to interact with us, uh, besides just listening to the podcast, the best place to get us is on Facebook for Bread and Circuses podcast. We post there almost daily. And uh, if you've got ideas for topics or feedback on the posts or 
if you're interested in coming on a podcast, just uh, that's the place to begin to talk with us. See you. Bye.